Yo, 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 and we are live. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm quite excited to, you know, uh, to reveal some personal stuff, some <laughs> secrets of mine <laughs> to strangers, uh, actually friends and strangers who will be watching us uh, tonight. Uh, you know, um, uh, let's be honest, when it comes to, to uh, because adults mostly are watching us, so let's be honest, when it comes to, let's say, personal life and actually losing your virginity the first time, it's a bit overhyped. And actually, it's the same with, with entrepreneurship. You know, we are always thinking about this first time, you know, of doing something. But, yeah. you know, the best things happen when it comes just naturally without you thinking that, oh, it's my first time. And then after sometimes you realize that, oh, it was my first time. And actually, it felt great. I did great, etc., etc yeah so people who are watching or listening who don't know today's episode is about how dan lost his entrepreneurial virginity right that's that's kind of the uh the uh the, the stance we're taking and actually this is put in because um partly is personal interest um and another thing is also because i think we can all find inspiration or go find people who always talk about how how their entrepreneurial journey is like this that but i always think like oh but specifically what did you do like tell me step by step what exactly you do when you first started off your business or do this they just talk about the overview thing right they don't tell you the whole story that goes behind the scenes so um that's why i think i want to i want to talk about this or Ask Dan a few questions. So we're going to focus on the first time on starting a business, landing a client, and hiring someone. So we'll dive into each of those specific um, areas. So you ready, Dan? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Let's let's just start. Let's go. So we're going to first talk about your first time starting a business, right? We're going to go really deep, really specific. So the first thing I want to ask is like, when I think about first starting a business, right? Obviously, you, you have started a business now. It's all sort of uh, on track. You've got clients. But when you first start, what are the first things that you actually do? So do you decide a website? Do you create a logo? Do you decide a name, register for a company? Like... What exactly do you do first and then step by step to how you get to where you are now? So how does this whole journey and process look like and work for you? Okay. So actually, uh, right now, uh, it's the end of September. So we are getting closer to the, to let's say, second anniversary of, of me losing my entrepreneurial virginity because it was about two years ago when me and my uh, friend and business partner at that time uh, started this business. So uh, over two years ago, I worked for uh, quite actually one of the major uh, sports nutrition uh, brands in, in Europe as a, a country social media manager. It wasn't for long. Actually, it was only for one month because... Uh, after one month, they decided that they won't be doing like uh, local uh, social media channels, that they will centralize everything. So 
after just one month, they made me uh, redundant. But during just one month of, you know, uh, creating content and managing social media uh, profiles for this brand, I realized that, hey, actually, it's it's not something that is, you know, hard to do. It's, it's actually pretty easy, you know. Uh, that was my impression at the time, but then it turned out that I was so wrong about it and there are so many things to understand about, about marketing to do it really good. Uh, but regardless marketing, let's focus on entrepreneurship. So, you know, for some reason, I just didn't, I didn't really wanted to do it on my own. Maybe it was some, let's say, fear that I hold about starting business on my own. Uh, so I reached, reached out to, to my friend who used to run social media for like growing, uh, startup, let's say magazine, like online magazine, like, uh, uh, startup news outlet about, uh, hip hop culture. And, you know, I knew that he left the, the job like a month earlier or two months earlier, so I knew that he's uh, he has some 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 time now, uh, and I I I told him like, hey, let's let's do this thing, like let's let's start our own social media marketing business. Uh, so there was loads of like you know conceptualizing what we should do and stuff like that. But actually, believe me, to some extent, it was a waste of time, like with with starting your business you should not think too much you should just you know stand on the on this cliff and jump straight to the water and learn how to swim so you know it took about one month of just you know different conversations between me and him then and then in september we really like kicked off with some preparation we really started thinking about the clients that that we will be sourcing, like uh, what are their needs, what they think of. So, so quite loads of preparation, and and even Damien created some some website for us. Uh, in the meantime, we also we also were thinking about the name, but actually we left it for later because in the end we we decided that we will not be working under uh, our own brand, but we will just you know for financial for tax reasons we we started this as as a part of of my dad's business so uh, you know to some extent we approached it uh, really smart so actually i think you know uh name and logo are not 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 are not things that you think of as as you know as a primary things for your business Actually, what you should do, you should think like, what will be your value that you will be delivering to your customers? Start with that always, you know, uh, because if you if you start with, okay, uh, I want to run an automotive business, okay, and this automotive business will be named uh, X, Y, and Z, and the logo will be like that. But actually, okay, you said you you want to start automotive business but 
what's the value of your business to to people to to other businesses like start with the value start with your uh, with your value value proposition okay so which is something that we talked about in the past about understanding what your customers actually are and you know i think i think like most people would think that oh they need to work out their brand their logo their design when those things would come afterwards right like it's just focusing on you just need to get the basics done and then you just move on get 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 on with it right basically isn't it yeah yeah exactly and remember that everything that you will do in the beginning in the early stage of starting your business probably they will change over time probably mm. they will even change in next two months since you started or mm. half a year one year you will you will you will change ways of how you do business like even today when i think about what i've been doing a year ago i've i have changed completely how i how i do my business you know i mm. remember that you know uh i was uh like my clients a year ago were not like high ticket they were pretty low ticket like uh one to two hundred pounds per month which is like almost nothing in in my in my uh, industry and now you know uh i have uh, clients who pay you know double triple what what the clients a year ago were paying me so so actually you know running a business became more pleasant thanks to that so so really like your way of of doing business will change over time it will evolve because you will learn more about the industry itself and also about about yourself as a as an entrepreneur and uh, whether and your way of working things out or you know just working through things cool um so you know there's one episode i think we talk about bootstrapping right you we talk about how you use the fundings that you have got bootstrapping um and built up the business that were using their own money so because you have limited money and how would you spend that money when you are when you're just starting you know so you've got different business functions right you could look at employing someone you could look at marketing you could look at running ads putting a name out there how did you decide which one would you first focus on? Like I know all of them are important, but which one is the first one that you go? I need to do this first out of all the business functions that I I need to look after in my business. So you know, uh, for quite a long time, I have invested almost zero into my business. I mean, zero in like uh, putting I don't know money on marketing or sales or whatever, right? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't put any money on my business for very long time. I just put my time. I just put my skills, and uh, that's the very idea of bootstrapping. Uh, but if I was supposed to advise someone uh, on what they should invest in, it, as a rule of thumb, I would say, if you are sell selling like let's say i don't know very low ticket products let's say i don't know socks right mm. 
So then if I were you, if you want to allocate money somewhere, put it on marketing, on digital marketing, preferably. Maybe also on in your own time, try to contact some retailers and sell your socks to those lead, 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 uh, ah, retailers. But uh, if it is about B2B services or some high ticket services, uh, then probably invest in, in some sales team, salesperson. If, of course, if you cannot do it on your own, if you can do it on your own, just, just be your own salesman. But if you cannot do it on your own, invest in a salesman uh, or saleswoman, of course, uh, who will go out there and uh, get your clients. So basically, look at the nature of your business and decide which one you focus on. Uh, that brings me to my second question, actually. And uh, this is the second pillar that we will talk about, which is our second question, but the third, um, which is about landing a client. So you just said that you invest zero into your um, business, like marketing, etc. So if you invest zero and you only put in time and skills, then how with zero did you get your very first client? So actually first uh, five clients came from, let's say, networking, I would say. So first three clients came from the recommendation from my girlfriend. So two of them were, you know, just sort of like an employer of my girlfriend. And the third one was actually like a, you know, like a like a company that my girlfriend was was uh, was doing some law services to, uh, and then the fourth client was a friend of mine who you know saw on my Facebook that I'm doing something with social media marketing, and it turned out that he needs some help with that, and then this friend recommended me to his friend. Uh, and actually to another friend so so you know from recommendation i i got i got some clients you know uh but right now when i look at uh portfolio of my clients like the the uh most of recommendation clients on network clients are gone and and i i have more clients from like let's say the outside uh you know what there is there is great thing about clients from recommendation and there is uh, also some some let's say curse uh, when it comes to clients from recommendation so when it comes to the blessing uh, to the good thing about it is that believe me it's it's almost a done thing for you if someone comes from the recommendation you have to really do your worst to not land this client. That's that's just truth, you know. Uh, you have to be really unlucky or really unskillful to to be unsuccessful in such situation. When it comes to the curse of of clients from recommendation, for me at least at that time, uh, it was that. You know, I had these two clients from recommendation and 
uh, to some extent it felt comfortable to have you know oh at least i have some clients if it was the case that for let's say two or three months since i started my business i didn't i didn't have any clients at that time and i would have to go out there and look for clients myself maybe i would have put more effort into that but because i had these two clients from the recommendation i think i i didn't uh, i didn't have put, i didn't put enough effort into into lending new clients at that time so when you speak to your i agree you know like you said like if you got referred by someone and the potential client come and speak to you because of that referral i think you're right you have to really you have to do a really bad job to uh to not make or close that deal right because he or she clearly comes to you because of a referral and if you can't close the deal then you've probably done a really, really bad job. So you probably have done a really, really good job so that it's uh, you landed them, right? In fact, five of them. Um, but I know you mentioned a few things already like you touched on, but for you, what else did you learn when you landed your very first client? Because I bet when you landed your very first client, you're like, oh, wow, this is like, this shit is getting really real now. So like, what did you learn? Like, did you feel like you are, like I know you just mentioned the word comfortable, but actually, do you also feel a bit pressured because you're like, oh, I need to make sure like this is from a referral and to do good thing for this person so that my friend doesn't feel like, oh, because he or she trusts you to refer you to their friends, right? So is there anything else that you learn or you find interesting that has sort of helped you even today in your own business? You know what? That's that's actually uh, uh, nice that you are mentioning it. So so when it comes to being pressured, like yeah, you are right. From the perspective of time, I think for the for the let's say for what we 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 have been earning at that time from that clients, at least on my side, I was overdoing things. Like I was. Probably if I have, if I had to, you know, do some calculation of how many hours I spend on this client proportionally to what they, what they paid us, uh, probably the hourly rate would be super low, you know? And so, so, you know, to some extent, it's good that you are doing your best with your first client, but at the same time, uh, you might be doing average all the time you are not doing uh bad you are not doing good but you are doing average all the time and you are dragging this for for some time you know to some extent it's better to fail fast learn fast and move mm -hmm. on and do you you know uh do good things with 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 other people you know um you know to some extent, um, I wished I have learned faster in the last two years. But at the same time, I know that there are entrepreneurs out there who, uh, who in two years don't make so many learnings as I did. So to some extent, I'm blessed that 
for I'm 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 grateful. I'm blessed for for the for all the learnings that I had during last two years. You know, uh, but at the same time, I'm I'm conscious of the fact that uh, that I haven't failed really big time yet, mm. and and actually, you know. Uh, wise heads of entrepreneurship say that you will fail at least once in your in your entrepreneurial journey like big time big time fail uh the, most of entrepreneurs who stay in in business in being entrepreneurs they fail like several times before they make it and you know i'm two years in and i and i don't feel like i have failed big time yet so you know to some extent it's it's dangerous position that i'm in you know it's getting better so so actually i would i wish i would wish for failing let's say on small scale than failing on the on the big scale you know because failing on the big scale will probably have uh uh, will will have more severe consequences than than failing on on the small scale right mm. I, I like that answer so am i right correct me if i'm wrong but would i be right in thinking that so what you have learned is that you wish somehow that in the beginning you would have felt a bit more but in a very small way rather than everything seems to work out quite smoothly yeah yeah like uh uh i had few learnings i i i have to admit like i said it before that i had i had a few or maybe even several learnings from some some uh, smaller and maybe bigger failures during this two years but i haven't failed like oh yeah it's it's a tremendous fail you know mm. so uh i like that answer. some extent so i'm still waiting for this uh you know for this for this big learning from big fail uh but at the same time maybe it will come when i will start some other business you know i mentioned here a couple of mm -hmm. times that that I'm this type of person that will probably have have several businesses or even multiple businesses um, in 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 his life uh, in his lifetime. Uh, so maybe in in I don't know uh, in one year time, two years time, five years time, I will start some business in some other industry, and I will fail with this one, and I will make a learning. Good. Yeah. Well. You got to be careful what you wish for because it's going to come yeah. uh, but I, I really like the answer because it's like i i i had the same similar sort of thought which is like i look at well this is not startup related but just like life in general and i feel like oh i feel like everything seems to have been working out quite well and i feel like i shouldn't it shouldn't be like this like you're only 20 odd years old you should be taking a bit more risks and try different things and trying different things would mean that some things are not going to work out and it's going to be a bit dangerous a bit scary um but i'm doing it it's just like i would want to see how it's failing because i don't know but uh, it feels like we are waiting for that moment to come and test us 
and then but the thing is we do have confidence that we can overcome it and come out of the other side much better much stronger um and wiser smarter basically yeah so let yeah, I, I just thought about, you know, comparison to, to my CrossFit thing. So uh, so let's imagine I, I, I'm doing this, you know, complicated, one of these complicated exercises. And I'm going to do this, let's say, big stupid mistake uh, while lifting, I don't know, 40, 50 kilograms. And then I will not do it while lifting 100 which would be you know more dangerous for my health so so let's think about you know entrepreneurship on the same level you know it's better to make this mm. this mistake at 40 50 kilograms than 100 kilograms 40 50 thousand let's say a year instead of 100 yeah good I enjoyed the answer. I really like the answer. I think that's a good answer. I, was, I certainly wasn't expecting that, but uh, that was a good okay. answer. Right. Third pillar that we're going to move into is talking about your first time hiring someone, hiring a people, hiring a person, someone who works for you. So you're actually becoming a boss. So the question to you is, how do you know when you're ready to hire someone? So I'm coming this from an angle like most people who start a business are mostly like solopreneur. They do things on their own. They're like, oh, I want to save everything. So I do everything, right? When I first started. So at what point do you, and I know that you you always have a dream and you wanted to like start multiple businesses so I can understand that. But if you are someone who is just starting out, you're doing everything on your own, at what point do you start to consider or tell yourself that, hmm, I think this is a good time now to hire someone in? Okay. So, you know, uh, hmm. I think that two, two, two situations uh, that I would say that are, you know, giving you good an indication whether it's a right time to, to hire someone. First indication is when you are lacking some skills that are necessary for your business. So, you know, I had this situation when when I wanted to split ways with uh, with my business partner that we we started this business with, um, and you know he was handling graphic design at that time for our business. And I have no, let's say, design sense at all. I'm terrible with that. I like you know it because you are you are creating all 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 the graphics for 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 our for our project. And so so that that was the time when I was first time hiring someone so i was looking for someone who will you know do graphic design for me for 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 when the for, for when i will be running business on my own and then actually half a year later um i hired someone to do some of the tasks that i was doing and actually uh indication for for hiring this person was when i was lacking time 
to do something more important. So if you are lacking time to do something more important in your business, and of course, if you can afford to hire someone to do some of, of your tasks for you, then it's 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 the best time to to hire someone. Yeah, that's a good good one. And that reminds me of when I went to a conference once and they are talking about um, your prioritization of your tasks. And they always say that if you are starting a business, you need to decide what tasks are you going to spend time on that's going to bring in the most value into your business. So they look at, you have three buckets. You have got um, $10, 10 euro, 10 pound task, $100, 100 euros, 100 pound task, or 1,000 euros, thousand dollars thousand pounds task and as a founder or creator of the business you should focus on thousand big tasks right the task that brings in the revenue etc and if it's a ten dollar task that i don't know get people to uh, download a video or upload something and all those kind of things you should just pay that um ten dollars ten pounds whatever so that you can focus on the big ones because that's going to bring the cash in and you can get someone to do that so that's that's a way of thinking about productivity so i really like that because i think you you kind of mentioned that to go oh i need to choose to focus on the things that i'm good at so the things that i'm not good at i'm gonna i'm not gonna try to work them out i'm gonna get someone who's good at that and someone who likes doing that to to sort that out on their own and you know what's surprising that there are many entrepreneurs out there who actually don't apply this rule. I mm. know at least few entrepreneurs, maybe several entrepreneurs, of course, from from like close circle, from entrepreneurs that I have met before I became entrepreneur, um, who are actually doing tasks that they shouldn't be doing because these tasks uh, should be done by people who who actually earn minimum wage i i'm being honest with you like like uh yeah there are entrepreneurs who who it's also about lack of trust you know mm. these 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 entrepreneurs they don't have enough trust trust in people who they hire to, for for them to you know delegate those tasks to those people instead of you know and and when you know in this time when they complete these really low paying tasks they should be focusing on you know building uh, really really big businesses they they have quite big businesses but they still do this really really small tasks mm. Mm, interesting yeah that's that's definitely interesting i think a lot of people definitely think i should do it all on my own instead of getting someone else to do it so um my last question on that pillar is you have i think you've got people in and out of your business so this is uh a bit out of script but uh what's the most challenging thing about having to manage someone when someone's working for you what's difficult Actually, it's the same difficulty that people have when they work in teams at work, at the university, at school. It's the fact that you expect, demand the same quality, the same, the same engagement 
that you give to those tasks but then it turns out that people don't <laughs> don't give a shit that much about your business about those tasks as you do so it's really hard mm. to demand from to expect to demand from people the same standards as as you have mm. and what would you do when you come across someone like that uh, uh it's huh. it depends you know it depends if you if you if you really have time to go out there and change your employees every month and finally find someone suitable uh who will okay you might say that it's it's about motivation it's about you motivating people but uh, i'm not convinced that you can make motivate everyone you know i I tried, you know, being, you know, using this motivational approach and, uh, you know, I was let down quite badly a few months back uh, by a person who I was hiring and, uh, uh, you know, so the best solution is that you don't expect the same standards as you expect from yourself. You yeah. need to lower a bit your standards for for those people. Like, unfortunately, unfortunately, that's the bitter truth about managing people. Hmm. Uh, I agree. I don't think you can um, motivate everybody. Uh, although I do think that you know, probably it's just because we haven't found what they are real desire aspiration or you know what the thing that really like is but i think you know what that what you just said reminds me of what gary vaynerchuk says about if you want to fire people fire them quickly it's just like you hire them if they're not right for you, you just go sorry that's it you're gone no. um and he doesn't care he would just be like yeah you're not right for the business you will come maybe um destroy the culture we're trying to build or you're not the right fit and he always say you hire i think i don't know exactly what he said but he always say fire quickly um so does that resonate with you though in this instance where would you if you feel like the person is not right do you uh, do you just tell them to leave quickly or do you give them a bit of a chance i think at the moment i'm I'm about I'm more about giving a chance, you know. Okay. So like my last two experiences when I was letting people go, it looked like I gave people quite a lot of chances. Maybe mm. for some people it would be like I didn't give enough chances, but in my opinion, I I gave quite a lot of chances. Mm. And uh and you know, uh it's really bad when you, you when you you know uh uh when you give people chances and you are hinting them that you are giving them chances because like they are underperforming lately and they keep on doing the same thing it's mm. it's really frustrating 
So, so you know, don't be a person who will fire someone after one mistake, but at the same time, don't be a person who will uh, who will let your employees do mistakes every day, every week. You know. Mm. Of course, I... it, it, there is no rule of thumb to say like, oh yeah, you, your employees can do do a mistake. Um, one one mistake every week, one mistake every month. It depends on mm. the nature of your business. If let's say one mistake per week is is acceptable in your business, then that's fine. If one mistake per month is acceptable in your business, it's fine. But mm. if 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 you are running a bomb squad in police department, there is no place for for mistakes, right? Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I agree. I agree. You you shouldn't be using that as an excuse, right? Like, it's yeah. yeah, good, 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 good. I am certainly enjoying it. I don't have any other questions, but I don't want to just leave it there. I want to ask you: Is there anything about starting your business the first time, landing a client the first time, um, or hiring someone for the first time? Okay. that you just want to live with somebody who is watching or listening now, if you can only, only give one thing, if they're going to take away one thing, what would that one thing be? Uh, so, so I said it at the beginning, appreciate first times after they happen. Don't experience them. Don't overthink them before they happen. You know, mm. just, just act, just act, 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 do, 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 be a doer, not a thinker. Sorry, that's that's what entrepreneurship is. Be a doer. Wonderful. That's a great place to end. And thank you, Dan. I certainly very uh, very much enjoy that. I think I think there's lots of uh, tiny little nuggets in there. And uh, okay. I, I, I'm glad great. you enjoyed it. I definitely did. So we hope that people who are listening or watching are also enjoying it. And if you are, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the newborn hustlers, give us a follow or come and chat to us. You know, we would be more than happy to talk to you, understand what your business is about and potentially see how we can help you to build that very first business or that side hustle that you want to, uh, that you want to build to help you find a bit more clarity so that you can start to crack on that thing that you want to work on. Finally, if you enjoy the content today, give us a like or subscribe or even just tell us what would you like us to do? What would you like us to do? talk about to share and we can create content for that so just leave a comment below and let us know or even better share with a friend share on your social media if you find it helpful right i think we will leave it there um and we'll be back same time next week and we shall see you all thank you then take care, everybody Bye. goodbye Bye.